0: Welcome to the Blood Cancer Experience, a podcast series presented by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. This series connects people affected by blood cancers to their community with stories of hope, healing, and help. Hello to all. Thanks for joining us on this ongoing series of podcasts. I'm your host, George Athens. Today, we're speaking with cancer survivor Ron Turnaway from Halifax. The subject is Wallenstrom macroglobulinemia, a form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. We appreciate you taking the time to be our guest, Ron. Oh, it's my pleasure. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience following your diagnosis with this type of lymphoma?
1: Sure. It's been 15 years since my diagnosis. I was um, living in... Nova Scotia, having moved there from Montreal, uh, semi-retired, and it just turned up that I was anemic on a routine blood test with my uh, family doctor. Um, she referred me to a doctor in, in a nearby town who did a colonoscopy just to check to see if perhaps internal bleeding was the cause of my anemia when it wasn't that. Uh, she court- ordered a couple of other blood tests and uh, Turned up that I had abnormal immunoglobulins in my blood. I was referred to the hematology clinic in Halifax. And I was seen within probably three months. Um, The doctor that I met in Halifax um, said, I think I know what you've got. Um, I need to do a bone marrow biopsy to see if indeed that's the case. And if I'm right, I have 15 other patients who have the same thing. Now, when I tell that story to other people, especially Americans, they're astounded because uh, Waldenstrom's, I'm gonna call it WM, is a very rare disease. There's maybe four cases per million diagnosed annually. So that might be 150 new people in Canada with this disease. And uh, most people, it takes a very long time to be diagnosed because it's so rare and it uh, presents very differently with different people. So. Um, He did the bone marrow biopsy and said, uh, I saw him a month later. He said, um, this is what you have. You're going to need treatment within a matter of months. And uh, that's where my journey began.
0: So what was the process then? What did these treatments uh, involve? I
1: first decided, how am I going to deal with this? Because I... You know, I'm a science guy, I had a background in IT, and, and I needed to know more about my disease so that I could become a full partner in what we were going to do. So um, I went back a month later, and uh, we talked about um, what the options were. But 15 years ago, there weren't nearly as many uh, ways of, of treating this disease as um, could be. So the doctor proposed something, and I went off and did my research and looked at the pros and cons and um, we decided to proceed initially with um, a drug that's used in, in many blood cancers called rituximab and uh, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't and in my case it didn't and over the past 15 years I've probably relapsed five or six times I've been on multiple treatments and for the last seven years I've been on different clinical trials and um that's where I am right now. I'm uh, the last year I've been on a, a clinical trial that's I've been obliged to travel to Florida because, again, this disease being so rare, there are very few clinical trials in Canada. And um, so far, so good.
0: I guess, as you say, um, the information part of it is is very important, so I guess you would encourage anybody that was going through this sort of ordeal that they try to get up to speed as much as they can, right?
1: Yes, and I think that for people with Waldenstrom's, actually, they're very fortunate in many ways. This is a, an indolent, uh, well-behaved cancer that responds to treatment. And there's also incredible patient advocacy organizations, both in Canada and internationally, that provide a wealth of information, uh, connections to specialists, all of those things. So for me, my way of freaking out when I got the big C diagnosis was to learn as much as I could, and um, subsequently to share it. I I got involved in a support group um, in Halifax that was specifically for Waldenstrom's. Uh, For the past eight years, I've uh, been the support group leader for that, and uh, attended a lot of conferences, read a lot of papers, and uh, it's just, I find really important um, to be a a full member of of the team with your your medical team so that you're comfortable about what's being proposed.
0: Well, doctors and treatments uh, are very important. Um, You seem to have quite a positive attitude and I suspect that um, that's part of the battle as well, right?
1: I think it really is. Um, For me, um, learning something, mastering it and then sharing it has has really been a a lifelong pattern, whether it's been stained glass or sailing or cancer. And uh, we have a really um, positive support group in Atlantic Canada. We last couple of years been getting together on Zoom, but normally we get together in person a couple of times a year. And uh, just sharing and caring, being able to, give each other some some guidance and support. Um, I've also found that um, mindfulness things have been a huge help for my attitude. Uh, I've been a student of Eastern religions and meditation for a while. Um, For the past six years, I've been a Reiki practitioner. Um, I work at the um, cancer chemo ward in Halifax, at least prior to COVID. giving Reiki treatments to uh, patients and caregivers. And so all of those things really helped me feel uh, involved and uh, caring and keep my mind off. uh, How long have I got, doc?
0: You talk about caring and sharing. Um, How did you share all this information with your family, let's say, or your friends?
1: You know, that was hard because um, back then, 15 years ago, you know, even then the first doctor you went to was Dr. Google. Um, I got a feeling that it was, I wasn't going to be around much more than about five years. So first for me, I I went on a retreat to just get my head around the diagnosis because I knew that when I came back and started telling family and friends about it, that it was going to be difficult. I was only 55. Um, You know, my daughters were grown up, but still family cares. And I knew that there would be they would think they meant well in terms of advice and, and, and all of those things and that I really needed to have my own um, stance on, on, on how I was gonna manage this. So um, it was selective, you know, I, I let uh, close family know and I've always kept them posted on, on progress. And uh, for me, um, I think one of the most encouraging things is that 15 years ago, it was said, and I think it's more true than ever now with better treatments that um, more people are going to die from something else than from their Waldenstroms. It's 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 something that's approaching the state of a chronic disease, almost like blood pressure, that can be managed um, quite successfully. I've been on um, daily medication um, oral for the past seven years, and uh, it's taken me from you know the 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 Deathbed and transfusion dependent to someone who golfs every day carrying my bag and then goes swimming. so um, to me that's 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 there's so much hope in this and and so much progress
0: you uh, you mentioned fitness, and I assume that uh, that's another positive when trying to deal with uh, this kind of a challenge, right?
1: I think it really is. I think the more that we can do physically and mentally to Uh, support the healing process. Um, It's so important. Um, One of my heroes is Dr. Wayne Jonas, who's a a, an American Western trained doctor who studied um, the approaches to health really in in cultures around the world. And and he really believes that what is done to us as far as the therapy represents maybe 20% of the healing process. And the other 80% is what we do to augment that with our own abilities and
0: resources. Good point. Uh, During this uh, time, I I assume that you have engaged with the LLSC. Has that been helpful for you?
1: Oh, yes. Right from the beginning, when I became the support group leader, we had a fabulous uh, patient coordinator in Halifax who supported us logistically, financially. Um, Many years ago, I became what was called a First Connection volunteer, where if someone across Canada with Waldenstrom's wants to talk to an experienced patient, um, they often put them in touch with me. Just last week, I spoke with a newly diagnosed patient in Ontario, and it was just the most you know, fabulous 90 minutes on the phone to um, be able to um, just help her with some of her questions. And our support group in Halifax always supports the Light the Night, which is every October. And uh, so we have a really wonderful, strong partnership with LLSC.
0: So as we wrap it up, two uh, final questions here, Ron, Uh, what would you say to somebody who has just been diagnosed with uh, WM? I would say
1: be grateful because if you're going to have cancer, this is a great one to have. Um, There's wonderful support. There are a multitude of treatments available now. There's increasing availability of clinical trials. And you're going to live um, a long life with it.
0: Finally, uh, how has cancer changed your life? What what have you taken away from all of this? Uh, is there a positive takeaway for you?
1: I would say very much, George. I am so grateful that I got cancer because otherwise I wouldn't be this person. I would have probably stuck in the you know the the track I was in, and to just have. Be able to put so many things in the small stuff drawer to um never feel guilty about an app to enjoy um just the pleasure of being um it's really been i think as lance Armstrong said uh, cancer is a gift wrapped in barbed wire and once you get through the painful bloody stuff there are really treasures inside
0: wow what a way to finish this conversation it's uh It's been wonderful, insightful, and uh, can't thank you enough for um, this very, very um, intelligent and well-spoken podcast, Ron.
1: Thank you very much, George. It's been such a pleasure to be asked and to be able to share my story.
0: If listeners have any questions about this podcast or need any support or resources to navigate your experience... I encourage you to connect with the community service manager in your region. For more information, visit bloodcancers.ca. If you liked our podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us wherever you access your favorite podcasts. We also welcome any ideas for our program, so we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email with your suggestions or comments at info at bloodcancers.ca. Until next time, stay well and stay connected. Thank you for listening to the Blood Cancer Experience, a series of podcasts presented by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada. We are committed to supporting the blood cancer community through programs, services, and research.